0: Welcome to f Up Successes, the weekly creative entrepreneur's podcast about failing upwards and navigating the journey of authentic growth. How are you, you beautiful cheetah?
1: I'm good. I So I was putting my, my little cheetah skirt on this morning and I was like... Am I channeling Carol Baskins? Because, like, I just – I don't want to Carole do – Baskins? Don't – yeah. What's the, what's, like, the new, I,
0: what's the remix song with that? I don't
1: know. <laughs> but I feel like – I feel like every time I wear – and I love – you know, I have leopard and cheetah and, like, I have so, no zebra because that is not okay. But, like, a bunch of, like, big cat prints. Sure. And I just, like, now I just feel weird and kind of cheesy wearing them. What did she so you you say? All, to, you like, ki- all you cool all cats you and cats, kitties? Yeah, cool cats and
0: kittens. Stay great, all you cool cats and kitties. I'm gonna go read my. Wait, bike. this is hold on. We're about to be sued for copyright infringement. But this knock, is the, nope. That's You're a, just a just that's a, a garbage ad. Don't want that, is that knock knock everybody? This is sorry. I had my my Pornhub still pulled up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, here we go. Kilder husband whacked him. Can't me that it didn't happen <laughs>
1: to the tigers they snack you guys think i would feed billy happening? to tigers carol
0: baskin is, that the what best? is this video it's a it's like a tiktok thing it's <laughs> just a guy God. dancing i guess pretending to be carol baskin but amazing yeah carol baskins anyways you look lovely Thank um you. not at all channeling Carole... i haven't Car- fed my just... husband carol so baskin does not cats. we just saw him so that's very apparent yeah. although although you could be saying There's but still now, time <laughs> to prevent us from Do you knowing think my my, the
1: my little bobtail cat would eat him uh <laughs> absolutely
0: bob-tail. cats yeah cats would eat any of us at <laughs> any point that's the difference between dogs and cats cats will, it's true dogs will at least feel guilty about eating you yeah. but cats are gonna be like fucking right I they mean, already I in then. that left go straight for the face ears. too like, yeah yeah like the eyeballs face. and stuff like chimpanzees are yeah. vicious oh <sighs>
1: Oh it yeah, is. I don't trust monkeys. I don't fuck with monkeys. So other
0: than plotting to feed your husband to yeah. big cats, what's been new with you? God, it has been like a really weird
1: week. Ugh. Have you felt that way too? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's been awful. Like, just super weird client interactions. Like, I've I've been finding that like even though we're kind of shifting into like elopements and smaller weddings, they're mm-hmm. assuming that like they're still getting full wedding, like a full wedding planning packed into like a smaller event. And so I'm finding this weird dynamic between my my clients. Like it's just we're all navigating these waters, but like it's making it especially difficult for me. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. There's (laughs) a lot
0: of like emotions that stick too. Like I feel like a lot of people are going from these big, beautiful bashes to something a little bit smaller, which that in itself is a little emotional, but there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of times where it's like your family can't come. Like a lot of things that I'm hearing from clients are well, I'm not sure if my mom's gonna be there. I'm not sure if my dad's gonna be there. Um, I recently talked to another planner who, between I think between the time the original date was supposed to happen and her her date that was rescheduled, her father, the bride's father, passed oh, away. Oh no! So That's like, so sad. yeah. So like the level of intention. <gasps> Speaking there of like, which, oh god, all the dead we, bodies in my life. Tr- yeah. So let's 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 flip
1: <sighs> this switch. Rachel texted Megan and I yesterday with some really <sighs> wild. So, like, unsolved mystery Well, first shit. off,
2: I was texting to remind you guys about work stuff. I was like, oh, by the way. I had other things I needed to discuss with you. <laughs> and then Rachel throws that in there, and I'm like, I can't say anything. <laughs> now. Share with our listeners.
0: Okay, so if you all are familiar, I'm from Baltimore. Um, I grew up in Baltimore. I moved to the county, then I moved to Virginia eventually. Long story, to all that stuff. But when I lived in Baltimore, the house that I was born in, grew up in, there was it was split into two. So the the main floor in the basement we had, and then there was a, a renter above us. That's how my dad was able to like buy a house and pay the mortgage or anything when he was young. So. Eventually, my dad, my mom and I lived there at the, at the main floor, and there was Miss Barbara. My entire life living there, I Miss Barbara that. was upstairs. She was an old cat lady. Um, she had multiple cats. Did her cats. Cats eat her face? She, so, here's the thing. I was told she moved out. Could could have been. Who knows? Because just recently, so my, my best friend Brittany growing up, um, her parents still live next door to the house. So, currently, my, the house is on the market. My mom's actually lives in the Philippines, has been trying to sell the house for many, many months now. Probably over, significantly over a year, I think. But the issue was, it's Baltimore, the real estate agents suck. Yeah. There's a bunch of different stuff. It's hard to sell a house when you don't live there. Eventually, she found a buyer. So, about a month ago, she was trying to send the power of attorney paperwork from the Philippines to Maryland. So, she could have somebody else sign the paperwork for her. Didn't get there because who knows COVID and the postal office and who knows. Um, I actually talked to her a few days ago and she was like, yeah, I just sent out a new power of attorney like last week. Hopefully it gets there in time. We're trying to like get this done. So then yesterday my friend Brittany texts me and she goes, Hey, so the guy who lives upstairs in the apartment currently who's renting, um, he was just found dead in the house. And they were like, He's older, but like not old, and they think that he's been there for close to a week. Cops were here. Coroner just showed up. Um, they're like, he was such a nice guy. My dad said he saw him take out the trash last Wednesday, and it's the can still out there, so it happened from you know yesterday until so basically like almost a week.
2: Your mom's below, right?
0: So my mom lives in the Philippines now, but okay. so the bo- so the main floor isn't being rented out. Oh, just the upstairs okay. apartment. Okay, I was like,
2: now. how did somebody not smell
0: that? No, so that's right. that's why because the bit the main floor is empty. So, which this is all terribly tragic and terribly so sad, sad and like s- how just you know sad and lonely and right. the whole thing is just very sad. Right. Um. But then I was thinking back on it, and yeah. I was like, I think the apartment is. For haunted or at least i think miss barbara when she left put a curse on it because number one what else is an old cat lady doing other than putting <laughs> curses on things definitely a witchcraft so when my grandfather lived there he actually stayed in that apartment the last few years of his life and that's when he passed away when he was living in that apartment um prior to that when i was a young a lot younger what did my your grandfather 20s, die from Just old age. He was old as shit. So, I mean. So, nothing like out of the ordinary? Yeah. No, no, no. no. That we know of. So, then when I was living there, I lived there for, for I think, about a year. And that's when I had my near-death experience, when I stopped breathing and I was in a medically induced coma and I was intubated and then that whole thing happened. So, now I'm thinking, like, damn, this apartment is, like, taking people's lives, maybe.
2: Well, didn't they say that it... Like, didn't you text us and say that it wasn't, they, like...
0: The, the cops said that it doesn't look like a suicide. Um, but nobody was there. Which, yeah, which y- you would think that they would say, hey, it doesn't look like a suicide or foul play, but they didn't say that. They just said it doesn't look like a suicide, which means, like, maybe there is some foul play, you know? Because usually, I think an older person, I think he was in his 60s, like, the coroner shows up just to kind of determine right death, cause of death, stuff like that, but, like... I don't know. It just seemed like there was...
1: Maybe there's just, like, a bunch of ghosts playing Parcheesi in that apartment.
0: Maybe they needed one more player. Yeah. are like, yo, that's join us. A, yeah,
1: we need to start this game. So,
0: you know, so that's going on. I just dropped off Manchego to his potentially forever home. Puppy. Which is very, very emotional for me. Of course. But... What I was gonna say is the happy number one. I, I know this family. They we were neighbors for a few years, and they're absolutely lovely. So she has two sons that are seven and five, and I I think she said it was Jackson, the seven-year-old. I think I could be wrong. It could be like her or her husband, but she said. Um, what's interesting is Jackson has like a really particular thing about cheeses, and Manchego is his Aww. favorite. And I was like, okay. Um, I'm sorry, that my couldn't seven-year-old be, eating cheese. That's what I said. I was like, that uh, couldn't be more perfect, yeah. the fact that he has that. So, you know, it's all good. It's just a little emotional. But of course. He's in a happy, baby. happy forever home. And Bear's, like, at home sleeping, like, I saw completely it. relaxed it. now.
1: When we got, when, yeah. I was, was going to say, when we got rid, we didn't get rid of Lucy when Lucy went to we her, her, her forever home. <laughs> <laughs> when Lucy went to her forever home, I remember just like sobbing at the mm-hmm. window, mm-hmm. like just crying. It not thinking. emotional. It is yeah. emotional. You're like still excited that they're going to this forever home. Yeah. But like you're still there. So like, that trepid, like, trepidation well, he was like, and, like he was
0: like, like so traumatized when we first got him to like, I'm yeah. his mom. his mama. So he was like sitting on me the whole time in the house. He was like, oh, these little boys look fun. But like, this is my mama. So I was like, oh God, yeah. I'm not a baby. Vanity. you know, I promise they're gonna like love you so much and give you a great life so it's gonna be good but it was yeah. you know
1: I'm sorry it's fine. So a lot of emotion this I'm week up a bit
0: it's okay we're gonna it. be happy we're gonna switch to booze what you did you then... made office I'm puppy Megan cry I'm sorry cry about, about, about the puppies. Megan we could talk about other things. <laughs> Let's talk
1: about other things. Let's talk about things. I feel like we things. got some good stuff to talk about today. I think
0: we have great stuff to talk about. Okay, so, so today we have a guest her. who is one of the most phenomenal women on the planet. Um, I do know her uh, personally, which is amazing because yeah. she's an incredible human and she just resonates on just the best vibes ever. Um, we have Carly with Someplace Images here. Hi, Carly.
3: Hi, rate.
0: <laughs> Sorry, we had to get through, like... I'm like,
3: blushing at this introduction. Oh, okay. my God. It's,
0: I could have actually gone more. I was being quite demure in that. Um, how oh, are you? Sorry know. you had to deal with my, like, the ups and downs of right. my current life right now, but I'm <laughs> no, you're glad you're here totally for it. Fine.
3: I'm so here for it. Um, I would have nobody else. I'm there. good, and I'm so happy to be here and be here for all of it, yeah. so...
0: Well, so I obviously know you, but I'm sure some of our listeners do not. Um, So I would love if you would like to just introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, a little bit about your life, where you live, what's going on in your world right now, just kind of the whole, you know, elevator pitch of who you are um, in a nutshell.
3: Absolutely. So my name is Carly Someplace. Um, I am a destination-based boudoir photographer. Ooh, also shoot I weddings like... occasionally. <laughs> I need but you to boudoir. say that again. Boudoir. I'm a destination-based boudoir photographer. Boudoir. Oh, I love
0: it so much. <laughs> you just made Lenny rephrase all of it. She's going to go back I'm through never... all her language now. And she's yeah. redoing it. That's so much better. So much better.
3: So um, I technically live in Nevada, right over the state line from California. So I grew up in Lake Tahoe, um, and I travel about 10 months of the year on normal years. This year has not been normal, Uh, as we know. Um, So on normal years, I travel um, a ton of the time. So um, I live on a 40-acre ranch uh, with my parents, quote-unquote, sort of, because I'm usually not here very much. Um, and yeah, I'm a boudoir photographer, um, I, a lot of people consider me like a body positive activist, which is cool, I guess, I like that title, um, yeah, uh, what else is going on in my life? We got a puppy, so that's exciting.
0: Puppy, what's that puppy's (laughs) name?
3: Um, her name is Jessie, like, from Toy Story, she's our, she's our ranch dog, because our bulldog does not bark, um, and when you (laughs) have 40 acres, you kind of need a dog that barks, um, so Jesse is a half German Shepherd, half Great Pyrenees. Oh, <laughs> so wow. So she's, so she's fluffy. gonna be a big, big, big girl. girl. Um, she's, so her fluffy. estimated weight is 120 pounds. So I'm she's, she's so gonna be big. That's
0: like the best <laughs> thing I've ever, heard. the bigger the dog, the better just in general. I love it.
3: I mean, I'm excited. She already, like, stands on Nala, though. And I was like, she's not going to oh, be able to do that for very yeah, long. Yeah, pretty soon it's going to be reversed. So we're like, what's going on here? Yeah. It's a
0: different situation. So, like, you need to
1: put Nala in a saddle on Jessie yes. when she gets full size. Oh, my gosh. Can you
3: imagine? Yes. Amazing. Nala, Nala's just, like, at, at this point, like, we just keep letting – Nala keeps looking at us like, will you let me outside by myself? <laughs>
0: we're like, sure. You just can a bit, yeah, go outside a by break. yourself. Mm, yeah, that's amazing, and you have baby goats.
3: Oh, We do have baby goats, and they're they're not as baby baby anymore. Well, I mean, they're still. I think they're, they're like only five months babies. old. Uh,
0: they're five babies. months
3: old. They're still babies, but they're not itty bitty like they were when oh, we first got them. They were about the size of. They were smaller than um, our six pound cat. Oh wow, so, that's the um, most adorable thing I've ever heard in my entire life. They were they pocket were side. the cutest thing. Say, they goat. were so pocket cute. Goat. I. I really like missed an opportunity to make a lot of baby goat videos with like what? goats in my pocket. I, I know, I know. I literally, <laughs> one of
0: the first things I thought of when I got those puppies is they're, you're going in my pocket. That's right. Like one of the very first things <laughs> I thought
3: of. I know. Well, and I recently got a pair of overalls and I was like, dang it. These would have been perfect with the front <laughs> oh, pocket for my the goats. God. A little, well, you just have to get <laughs> more baby
0: goats. That's all. You just I, get more. Well,
3: <laughs> we shall see about that. Merlin is. Um, He's a little bit of a butthead sometimes, oh, so I don't know no. how he would deal with another another baby goat. Oh really? <laughs> but we'll see. Oh yeah. They're He's so like cute. super I don't want to say territorial, um, but he can be. He likes like, and he likes is, to show off. He likes to
0: run the show. That's <laughs> oh, right. I get it. Oh, he
3: totally he totally likes to run the show. Everything in the goat pen has to be Merlin proof, so therefore it has like three locks on it because oh, he can not figure out so how smart. to get them.
0: They're so smart. <laughs>
3: They're so smart. And when we had them, so when they were baby babies, we had them in our laundry room um, and they, he could jump over the baby gate in about like seven days. Oh so we had God. to have a double baby gate all the way up the door, essentially, double so rainbow. that we did not have, all the way. so okay. that we did not have uh baby Merlin running around the house. And <laughs> I feel like
1: they have like a long life expectancy, right? So I feel like it's basically yeah. a child. Like you have them for yeah. like 18 years. It's wild. I want to
3: say that they're so they're Nigerian dwarf goats, so they won't get much bigger than like forty ish pounds. Perfect. Um, and so we have two boys, and so they're like they're little sized backpack. They're like little <laughs> baby beards are starting to come in. <laughs> um, We're gonna need photos are, of them for the for our. Instagram oh, I, can, story. I have so many. <laughs> I have so many. Um, so I think their life expectancy is somewhere around like fifteen years. Um, so, but they're indeed. they're so sweet and they're mm-hmm. so funny. There's so much entertainment. (laughs)
1: I know maybe we need to get like a goat
0: mascot Office We need goats. an office goat. We need a podcast goat. We need a po- pocket yeah. goat, backpack goat, podcast goat. It's just the natural I think transition. that sounds like a really great idea. idea. There's room literally right here they can a just, There's a little I mean, all of the soundproofing stuff would be gone. Yeah. There would be no more soundproofing. We would anyways. not have a podcast. We'd probably eat through all the time. There wires. would be no wires. We would just be sitting here talking to ourselves. <laughs>
3: and they, I have to say, they're not as crazy as everybody says about eating things. uh um, oh, really? Archie's super picky. <laughs> he, won't he won't eat bananas. He won't. Like, like my mom will go take them out treats, and Archie's like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> he just like love only that. likes certain things. Not <laughs> I love particular he loves cucumbers.
0: Oh, <laughs> I love. A- Ooh, refreshing. I love a particular goat. That's how Bear is. People are like, when I take him out to like dog stores, they're like, can I give him a treat? I'm like, you can try, but oh my gosh. same with my bear. He he's not anything. gonna like it. Yeah. My it's dog
1: like- will literally eat my fingers. No, <laughs> she eats no.
0: the food. No, 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 no. Bear literally like stuff will drop on the floor, and he's like, mm, yeah, don't want that. That's gross. I put- me.
2: on the floor today for bear no
0: nothing yeah. what maybe it it's like... a bear thing could be maybe yeah bears bear like the, that's touched the ground uh i do not believe in the five <laughs> second rule so you better give it to me off your peasant plate, bear won't yeah. eat the fat off steak feed <laughs> me with a fork be like right. the meat really he'll He'd... wait for it bear will eat the fat sounds like no. fancier
1: than some of the guys i've dated like oh so fucking seriously. The fanciest.
0: <laughs> he's the fanciest for sure um amazing well I love your animal adventures they make me super (laughs) happy I wish I was there to witness them in person maybe in the future I know (laughs) um so I love though what you mentioned about um you kind of live there but like for the most part I remember I feel like it was maybe last year um maybe it was this year maybe it was when we were on our way to Bali I forget it was at some point when I saw you um, yeah it was when and, you were
3: on your way to Bali I saw you in
0: LA Okay yeah so you were traveling to, And we had lunch <laughs> And we had lunch and it was so great um, yeah. When you were talking about how uh, I think somebody had asked you like, oh, like Where are you, Where do you live and you're like well I'm basically like Homeless like I travel pretty much yeah. All the time um, have, you, have you always traveled like that Like is that something that always was like a thing For you that you always wanted to travel or was it something That you kind of developed this love for Or just this schedule for later in life
3: Um, So I took my first international trip by myself when I was 19, Um, and I look at at my parents now and said, "Why did you let your 19 year old white girl go to (laughs) India by herself?"
0: That was your (laughs) first. So amazing. That was my
3: first. Um, To be fair, where did you go in India? My college roommate is from India, so (laughs) I went to go visit her and her family. Oh, Um, okay. Which was amazing. So she lived in Mumbai, and we went up to Delhi and to Agra. I was there for about three weeks. um, But I was actually there during the um, Mumbai terrorist attack. So it was like, a very interesting time like that all happened about Twenty four ish hours after I got there, and maybe close to forty eight like, hours.
0: Yeah, love love to go to different places. Love love, love traveling. It.
3: I would. I want to go back to India so bad. It's been because I was nineteen, so I'm thirty one now. So it's been a, it's been a hot minute. It's uh, okay. um, <laughs> been a hot minute. So um, so yeah. So I just kind of fell in love with it, um, and then I studied abroad in France my senior year of college, um, where I met our mutual friend Rachel, Miss Alex Loveland. I love that. Um, yep.
0: So, God, I can't even um, imagine the trouble that you two got into those I know. years. I, know. I mean, I got into trouble with you like one – we had one day together one and we got into the most <laughs> we, trouble. We
3: were in a different country for three days and we got in plenty of trouble. So and, bad. and I lived in France for three months. Yeah. We, oh all the God, things. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. So, yeah. So, um, after I – Came home from France, I was like, okay, how can I like pursue a life of travel? And I had a big breakup at the end of college, which kind of left me open for like whatever I wanted. Um, so I, I, it took me about a year, year and a half to like actually start making that happen. Um, and then this is here's a fun random fact. So then I freelanced for the Discovery Channel, um, and I was I helped to shoot with them, um, and I specifically freelanced for. Um, the Deadliest Catch on the FB oh, Wizard. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I crossed the Gulf of Alaska on a fishing boat, uh, which was awesome. Insane. Um, and went to Dutch Harbor, Alaska for a few days um, and helped film for a little bit, um, different things like that. We yeah,
0: have we're so about Alaska. I, I, <laughs> I hate alaska i've never been no, but i hate so beautiful the, i'm sure this i don't mind the land itself i just feel like nothing but like Murders. murderers white there? Murder. not even yeah like like old white men that like to kill women i feel like that's the only people that that's live where there I go
3: to no it's really cool it's really cool right. um so then i actually i came home from alaska and one of my friends had texted me and she was like hey i know it's not the same and you just got off a boat or whatever she was like but I just got an interview with Norwegian Cruise Lines and she was like, I'm not taking the job. She's like, but you should look into it because we have the same degree, the same like same credentials. Like if they were going to hire me, they would hire you. So this was like midst of the recession ish of like 2012. We were, this was 2012. So mm-hmm. jobs were not a thing. Um, so I was like, okay, sounds great. Um, So I took a job with Norwegian Cruise Lines. Um, They actually had a hiring fair in Portland where I just moved the next day. So I was like, I'll take it as a sign from the universe that I should go. Um, So I went. Um, I started on cruise ships three months later. So I then traveled um, on ships for two years. I was then a documentary photographer for Semester at Sea and worked with them for three and a half months. So essentially, I got this whole like... For two, almost two straight years, I woke up in a new place almost every single day. And, like, that is a high that I will chase for the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> um, so that was – I started uh, – so Deadliest Catch that was um, September of 2012. So from then until now, um, I had a, like, 10-month stint where I actually, like, lived um, at home, like, in the Reno-Tahoe area um, before I moved to Australia. I lived in Australia, um, which – it was a whole, a whole experience. <laughs> we will <gonna> get into, <laughs> but will get into that. that. Um, <laughs> but I lived in Australia for a brief amount of time. I'm um, close to nine months. Um, and then when I came home, I essentially hit the ground running with my business and um, haven't stopped traveling since then. So since 2012, I've mostly lived out of a suitcase. So yes, I'm, I'm technically homeless.
1: <laughs> I'm like exhausted, like listening hearing to it. it? Yeah. Like in awe, like not in like, <laughs> oh my God, this girl. No, but like, that's crazy. Yeah. I wish yeah. I had that energy.
0: I wish I had it's, Carly's energy, yeah. like, any time. W- I will say it's very infectious. Yeah. Like oh, I'm sure. literally, when you are next to Carly in a room, you're like, let's go fucking whatever. You want to go take over a country? Fabulous. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Absolutely. Oh
1: I'm like, let me look on my calendar six mm-hmm. months from now to see when I can get away for the weekend. Like, <laughs> no, I love it. So I love uh, that you yeah. bring up Australia. I know we had a couple of questions there. Of course. And of course, I'm like, oh, Australia, because I lived there for six mm-hmm. years.
0: Oh, I always I so never so yeah, yeah. I know the, that you in have the but of the I desert, always forget
1: it, it was just the hottest
3: Hottest hot ball. <laughs> hot ball. Yes,
1: and my mom was uh, there where for did you work. live I, I lived know. in
0: Alice Springs where did you live Carly
3: um, I mostly lived in Brisbane mm-hmm. and like on the Gold Coast um, that I, I mostly lived in Queensland so yeah which is beautiful I traveled I asked like, yeah it's so gorgeous so like Australia
1: yeah, like the weirdest thing about it is there's like five different like climates like ecosystems there so like Queensland is like a jungle, like a rainforest. Yes. And then you mm-hmm. have like the mm-hmm. middle of the country which is a super arid and dry. Um and then of course you have like like beachy you know, beachy yeah. areas. So yep. it's just it's, it's wild. Um yep. but so we know from your questionnaire that you actually moved to Australia to start a business with I somebody. Did. Can you kind of, <laughs> I did. I know and your story is a little similar. Luckily I didn't yeah. move anywhere for like my, my original business partner, but I think we have similar parallels on yeah. starting businesses. So I would love for you to kind of tell us more about your experience moving to Australia to start a new business and how that kind of turned out.
3: Yeah. So my ex business partner was actually my studio partner on cruise ships, And so I'll preface this with like, cruise ships are intense like I've heard (laughs) um it's like essentially if you are like if you live and work on a cruise ship like one week is equivalent to like one month and it's like college but also like middle school with drama and like all this other stuff with lots of sex I've heard lots of sex so um so you're on a boat and it's like it's crazy so um and there's generally between 900 and 1100 crew members and that's like constantly rotating Damn. so there's like always fresh meat and new yeah. people like literally <laughs> yeah. every every yeah. single week yeah. there's like there's there's fresh meat i could do not it's it's ridiculous um so my um business partner was my studio partner for the longest that I was on a ship, and this doesn't sound like a long time when I say it out loud, I was on one ship with her for four months <laughs> um, and she was my roommate and she was my studio partner. So we ran the private studio um, together uh, essentially as a photography business. They'd essentially, they hand you this studio and say, run it like you'd run your own business. It's like a $70,000 studio, every toy, every gadget, every wow. lighting setup, every everything that you could possibly dream of. And then on top of that, you're like going to all these like foreign places and doing all these photo shoots. Like I've done about a thousand photo shoots in the Bahamas and like shot weddings in Jamaica and all of this other stuff while I was like in my early 20s partying. And oh. I was like, this is the life. So, life. <laughs> so I probably spent, I would say, quite honestly, close to 20 hours a day with this girl. I'm not going to name names. Too much time. Just, too much too, time yeah. with any other human. 20, 20 hours a day because we lived we lived together in about 150 square feet and then we worked together in the studio. So we were constantly together, always together. And at that point, you think you know a human. Mm. Um. So because, again, very intense, like high stress situations, all this sure. other stuff. So. We had discussed pretty much from, like, the first couple weeks of us meeting. We just clicked really well, all this other stuff of, like, opening a business and being able to open a business together, what we wanted to shoot, where we wanted to go with it, all this other stuff. So she is from, she's technically from England, but her parents immigrated to Australia and then they moved to New Zealand. So she's essentially a Kiwi, sort of. Um, But I was like, okay, so when we finally discussed, like, actually leaving ships, I left ships close to a year before she did. And she was like, I'm doing this one last Europe tour because I finally got this ship and I want to do this. And I said, great, fantastic, go do it. I totally am jealous you're going to be in Santorini every week. It's fine. So (laughs) I was like, okay, I will move to Australia for us to start this business because if we can then have an established business, it's easier for me to get a visa, a longer term visa there, and then to gain residency. Once once I gain residency or want to gain residency and go through the process of like, us being official business partners then if we establish a branch of our business in the U.S. it's a lot easier for then her t- sure. for her to get a visa permit etc not just having to be on a travel visa every gotcha. three months so I was like cool I'll move it's not a problem and at and that what point was the I was the concept like, of the business
0: not? you were doing was it weddings that you were photographing
3: we were, yeah we were we were gonna lean into weddings for the most part um and like portraiture on ships all you shoot really is portraiture occasionally you'll shoot weddings but sure. they're like It's it's not it's not like the wedding industry we're in now by any means. So um so yeah, so I moved to Australia um and it was she was finishing up her contract. She didn't get there for another couple months um after I got there. So I hung out and like my family came over and we adventured and did all of this other stuff. So I had been there once she had finally gotten home, it was about six weeks in. We had picked a business name, which is someplace images. I actually kept that. Um, (laughs) Oh, Um, I kept that. And then we picked a business name. We had pretty much almost finished our website. We'd done all of this other stuff. We were like primed to launch and it was New Year's Eve and we were getting ready to go out and we're doing our hair. And she looks at me and she goes, I don't think I want to go into business.
0: And I was like, wow.
3: Okay. Was, and there was uh, no uh, indicator
0: before that she had nothing, any.
3: Nothing, oh, none, zero. And I was like, Can we talk about this tomorrow? (laughs) Like, what do you, what do you, okay. So needless to say that ruined New Year's Eve. Shocking. Um, So I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think about this. Um, Woke up the next morning and she was like, she was like, I just don't think I can do this. And like, you're, you seem so much more prepared than I do. And I'm just not ready for this. And she's like, I just don't want to be miserable shooting portraits. And like, that's not what I want. And I was like, do you, you think we could have maybe discussed this before I moved to a different continent? Oh, because like, God. that would have been nice. Um, because like, yes, I can still start this business by myself. But like, then there's no point in me having residency in Australia. There's like, none of this other stuff. So right. like, why? <laughs> um, people are the worst. So, so yeah, people are the worst. <laughs> um, so essentially, um, I'll, I'll cut out the dramatics of it. But over the next like, four and a half months, um, our friendship pretty much disintegrated um because I just started to realize like I don't want to say how selfish she was in a lot of aspects but again you think you know a person when you're with them 20 hours a day for four months straight um not so much so it was just she did a lot of things that weren't just weren't kosher. Honestly, I was like, this is not nice. This is not cool. Um, and, and she didn't really place any value in me or our friendship. Mm-hmm. And so I had already committed to shooting a friend's wedding at home. So at the point when I had committed to shooting it, I was like, great, I, like, it's in June, I'd moved to Australia in October, I was like, I'll just buy round trip tickets. So I ended up obviously just buying a one way ticket back home, and moving my life back from Australia. And she oh. um, was just like, what did she say? I was packing at some point to do something and she was still like trying to hang out with me and be around all this other stuff. And she was like, she goes, I just don't understand why you brought so much stuff. And I just deadpan looked at her and I said, because I was moving here. I was moving here to live here. Like I wouldn't have brought books. I wouldn't have brought these things if I was coming for a nine month holiday. Thank you very much. Um, So yeah, so um, I moved back to the States on June fifteenth of twenty sixteen, I shot a wedding on June twenty seventh. I've been someplace images since then, and I just hit the ground running. And I've literally lived out of a suitcase you, since then, for the most part. Like,
1: <laughs> that must have like like lit a fire under you, right? Though, like I feel like it
3: did. Like yeah,
1: like I feel like it made me
3: want to you. succeed even more. Yeah. Just to kind of like I don't want to say rub it in her face because yes, that's sounds mean. But oh, I will Look do so Penny
0: many here. things out of spite that I would not normally yeah. do, like. Right, like, list right. Is,
1: but I feel endless. like it's like more of a like I'm gonna prove my point and show this person that like I didn't need right. them to begin with. So,
3: so yeah. the the piece of this that was just like the most frustrating is so she did this, um, and that was we'll, we'll say January first, um, mid February she got a job at a portrait studio, <laughs> um, in Brisbane and was literally like, oh my god, I'm just like shooting these portraits and they're the best thing ever. And I, Jesus. she didn't understand why I was furious so at her for that, still... and I was like, you literally just bailed on me to go shoot portraits for somebody else and make like $15 an hour versus like running our own
0: business. Do you think that, do you think that there was, do you think that's really what it was? Or do you think she just had that fear of like, Oh my God, I don't know how to go into business. It
3: was 100% fear. Uh, That's I like when I look back at it and like, and, and who I know that she is, like, it was 100% fear.
2: Is she still in Australia?
3: Uh, no, she lives in the UK now working at a portrait studio. <laughs>
2: Solid. <laughs> wow.
3: So it's just like, it's one of those things that I was like, okay. And like, I don't want to be like, best thing that ever happened to me. But like, yeah, it totally lit a fire under me. And it totally like changed my perspective. And like when I, and I, I worked a lot of odd jobs, you guys. So like 2016, I I didn't go actually full time with photography Again, essentially, until, and by full-time, I mean, like, not working any other job. Sure. Um, Until the end of 2017. So, like, a little bit over a year. And in that period of that year, I worked three jobs all the time. Yeah. So, I was, like, to just make it work and do all this other stuff. But, like, proving her wrong right. was a big part one of, of my, like biggest motivators and, and not only proving her wrong, but proving that I could be successful and like have this life that I wanted because like, again, so cruise ships, you wake up every day in a new place. And she was like, I just, you know, I miss that. And I miss being able to like be able to, you know, make my own schedule and do these things. I was like, first of all, we had no control over our schedules, but yeah, we woke (laughs) up in rad places Uh and like, And now I'm like, okay, and now you, like, have an apartment and do these things. Whereas I'm like, I literally live out of a suitcase. So that's cool.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. I feel Um, like there's a big big thing to that, though, because I feel like a lot of people would have taken that situation and would have – instead of growing from it, they would have, like – been super bitter and resentful and they would have wanted like like justice almost of mm-hmm. like I did yeah. all of this stuff I went out there but instead you came back and like obviously there was maybe probably some downtime but then you dusted yourself off and you're like no you know what I'm going to fucking take this and I'm yeah. going to use this as a learning experience and I'm going to make sure that I am successful not yeah. just for myself but like in spite of other people um, yeah. and I think that, that that attitude is one that I think is really needed right now of like, you know, I've been thinking about a lot of this uh, about this a lot. Like it's just kind of the world we live in now is just kind of like sad, yeah. right? It's just mundane. It's kind of Ooh. depressing and it's really hard to harness that like fuck this. I'm going to succeed no matter what mm-hmm. energy because you're just sad all the time. So it's like harnessing that sort of power within yourself I think is so incredible and I think it's such a such a thing that I think a lot of people need right now um to yeah. just basically just keep on going, honestly. Yeah, I think too that like <sighs>
1: I don't know. I, th- I feel like you need that energy. I think so many people too, when they're starting out, I think we look at other people and be like, I want to pair up with this person because I mm-hmm. think it's going to be easier to take this, you know, leap with somebody else holding my hand. And I feel like we do really see most people come out of that, like the stronger half come yeah. out of that yeah. like,
3: way more successful. I truly think it's one of the best things that's ever happened to yeah. me. It, 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 like it, it made me so much more motivated and like, and Any successes that I have are all mine. Any failures that I have are also all mine. But, like, all of those successes and, like, this, like, I don't really want to call it an empire, but maybe a little bit of an empire that I'm in the process of building. Like, that's all me. I did that. Let me ask you this.
0: How long after that initial kind of sting of that happening did it take you to rebound and to get that energy? Because I feel like a lot of people, they get stuck when something like that happens. And they, like, dwell on it for a really long time. And they think, like, well... I'm just fucking sad now. Everything just kind of sucks now. Like, were you pretty quick to rebound and make it happen again? Did you go through any sort of a transition period to, like, kind of grieve what you thought your life was going to be and then kind of rebuild and, and take it yes. over?
3: Yes. So that happened, we'll say New Year's, essentially. Um, and I, after that, moved in with a friend in Australia who had also met on ships, who's, like, the most wonderful human. I moved in with her and her family because I needed a place to live, all of this other stuff. Um, and her parents were the most wonderful, kind, amazing humans. Um, I'll throw this out there. I did not touch my camera for close to six straight months after that. I was like, I don't want to take pictures. I don't want to do any of this. Um, it literally sat in a bag. Like I went and traveled and did all of this other stuff and I didn't even take it with me. I didn't do any of it. I took pictures with my cell phone, like a normal person. (laughs) Um, and, um, and so the Hamlins, who I lived with after that, they they just kept everything for me. They kept all my bags. They kept my camera. They kept everything safe for me at their house. Um, and my friend Pippa, who is she's just so straightforward and so amazing. And it was probably like three months of me moping around. Um, mm-hmm. And it came around to like my birthday in March, and Pippa was like, "Okay, get your shit together." She was like, <laughs> oh, "I love you, love that, love <laughs> I those love you." Friends. She goes, yeah. "I understand that all of this has changed, but like." Get your shit together. You're better than this. You need to do better than this. Do you want to be friends with her anymore? And I said, I don't know. And she said, Then you need to figure that the fuck out and you need to get your shit together and you need to move on. I was uh, like Don't you okay, love then. those like little That's like, what I she's, she's one of she's them. still one of my like such good friends and like I, love that. I like blessings to the Hamlins because like right. they were there that for me for this work. and obviously my family was too but I lived in a different country so sure. yeah. um so yeah it was definitely like a solid three months of like moping and not knowing what to do with my life and like doing pretty much zero things Ugh. um before I like I really then like started I went and started traveling in Australia I did all of this other stuff which like lit a fire again for me for traveling in general even though I was living in a foreign country um and and did all of that um and then I started I started signing up for like the silly wedding websites that are like you can like you pay like 50 dollars a month and you can oh, send uh-huh. quotes to people and do uh-huh. all this other stuff oh work. yeah but I did it oh yeah I did it we've, all, I done that. we've it. all been there <laughs> I booked eight weddings Um, from that uh, I had. So I left the Hamlands for a little bit. I moved um, north into I moved to Bundaberg in Queensland. Um, I worked on a tomato farm. (laughs) Uh, Um, Amazing. Tomatoes um, because I needed because I needed money and all of this other stuff. Um, And so I moved I moved to Bundaberg and worked on a tomato farm. Um, and I made money so that I could go get certified to dive on the Great Barrier Reef. Um <laughs> oh. but did that. I had a car, I bought a car, and I um would drive to McDonald's every single day after work and use their free Wi-Fi. I booked eight weddings. Um and really? when I so when I got back to the US, I had a four-day break before I had my first engagement session. Um and mind you I hadn't photographed in six months. Um, like I said, I had like twelve days until um my first wedding, which was the one that was already planned, and then I pretty much just like fell straight into it. Oh, um so I, I had about three months of moping, three months <laughs> of hustling in a different time zone and like not uh, doing just like back end stuff. Um, and then a solid like literally hit the ground running and have not stopped since then. Can we talk <laughs>
1: about how hard it is too to like just Planning things out talking to clients in a different country. We have a oh guest coming oh gosh, today, yeah. from Australia. today from Australia and we're like, <laughs> try to,
3: like, our Just trying to schedule out, stuff, hey, to mani- schedule manipulating time zones <laughs> yeah. is like the hardest. Well, I will also say hardest. that
0: what I love the most about your story is like that little piece of perseverance where mm-hmm. you were like, I literally would go do this, and then I would go to McDonald's and use their Wi-Fi. Like it obviously wasn't the ideal situation, right. and I feel no. like <laughs> in a lot of ways, though, when you have to struggle for something, you want it more and you fight for it yeah. more. Whereas like when you're kind of comfortable at home and like, th- which I think is also like why a lot of small business people say like, oh, I work better from a coffee shop. I work better Mm -hmm. from like wherever because Mm -hmm. when you're at home, you're comfortable. You have everything that you need. But when there's a little bit of adversity that you have to kind of, you know, struggle against, all of a sudden you're like, no, 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 no. I want this, you know? So I love that you had that like that perseverance and that fight in you that was like I'm gonna get it done no matter what because I think a lot of people especially when they're even with you for how far you are in your career you for some people forget that right you forget where you came from you forget like Mm -hmm. the struggle of things and then you get comfortable in it and you're like oh no I don't hustle as hard because I don't have to anymore but like do I remember that that's that's the biggest thing
3: yeah and it was definitely I mean it was it was. It was so much hustle. It still is hustle, but it's it looks different now. <laughs> sure.
0: Well, you, you've you always had the hustle. Yours just
1: changed a little bit. I love that you, yeah. you say that. I think, Carly, you know, part of your questionnaire, we, and we talked about it a little earlier, you know, body positivity is something that you're really mm-hmm. an advocate for. I, I also do love – I mean, you're obviously super motivated. We know you're successful. I think – being a female entrepreneur in this day and age there's still weird i don't know like stigmas you know for us to kind absolutely. of yeah. and like mold yeah. us to fit into and like me as a curvy person too like i've i've always kind of been like holding myself back a little bit you know just because i would always be afraid of people
0: not wanting to hire me because of my weight or my hair color or whatever which to me like every time we you've said that sounds so absolutely fucking yeah. insane but like knowing that that's a yeah. thing that's so prevalent in our culture is. is scary yeah and I love that you just yeah.
1: fucking show up like Carly you're just like <laughs> this is me my hair is purple this is my cute butt like yeah check it out and yeah. so like I feel like have you always been this confident about your you know yourself and your body and like you know advocating um, for people that are curvier
3: yes and no so um I and I always see this with like the biggest like I was raised in a family where it I don't want to say it didn't matter. So my mom is also curvy. She's beautiful. I get my butt from her.
0: Um, Love it. Got it from my mama. And
3: and this always sounds so weird coming out of my mouth. Um, My dad is like literally the people, like people are like, oh my God, that's your dad. He's so hot. (laughs) What? It's It's really really weird. My dad is a very, very handsome gentleman. I'm going to look up your dad
0: now. Not to be weird.
1: I'm I'm just curious keep rachel I mean, away from your father
0: she knows me I, I parents and siblings are off off limits
3: um so so yeah so i grew up in this household where my mom is curvy and fantastic and gorgeous and my dad is the guy that everybody is drooling over and my dad is obsessed with my mother
0: so uh, like i i, I
3: grew up so I mean I don't even want to say like subconsciously, but like with this example of like here is this guy who everybody's drooling over and he's with my mom who's curvy. So like I never saw anything wrong with that. I and love so like that. um there and there's lots of other issues and different things that I could go into for hours. Um and so like my grandma was a model in the fifties and like my uh. whole life it was if you just lost ten pounds you'd be so much prettier. Like that was what was fed to me by my is grandparents? Like, I,
1: yeah, I yeah, it's horrible.
3: It awful. Um, yeah. and and my parents have 100% always stuck Ooh. up for me. Sorry, we're looking at photos of your dad. Your dad, <laughs> not
0: to be <laughs> neck, not to be creepy, <laughs> but we're looking at your
3: dad. No, and 100% they've always stuck up for me. They've always been on my side. Um, I have never, with the exception of like being a teenager and wearing sure. something that's not age appropriate, oh, I have yeah. never been told to put more clothes on or cover my body up. Like I I I've worn a that. bikini my whole life. Like it just never occurred Girl. to me to wear something different. Yes. Which is like such the opposite concept of what so many people do. Yep, so like I can preface it with that yep. that like I am I I have that exception because like I just Never. You were never told it was wrong. Yeah. I was never told it was See, wrong. This is, so therefore, I was, like, blind to it. And so then I'm, all these people are like,
0: oh, my God, you're so confident. And I was like, no, I'm just No, 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 no. You're <laughs> just fucking – yeah, exactly. So this is what I was going to say. I feel like the biggest thing is, like, dispelling the myth of, like, any body type is wrong. Like, right. there's no wrong yes. fucking body type. Right. Everybody no, – there is Zero. just this horrible fucking stigma that came from, I'm guessing – old fucking white dudes in America yep. I just, yep. just taking a guess because yep. they create everything horrible in the world uh, that they were like oh no bigger girls are wrong yep. or like if you're too skinny that's wrong like you well, have to I was fit into say, even
1: with you Rachel like when you were going through tough times last year yeah. like you really slimmed down and I yeah. know that people made comments about that and I can't imagine
0: I was like look how look at everybody I, feel like I, can, good. I can fit through skinny areas that I couldn't fit through and before. I was like Rachel I can I was, see like, your chest just kidding, I yeah <laughs> no <laughs> I definitely I definitely well, so, and that's the thing though, like I, I think every woman, their yeah. weight fluctuates, yep. but men oh, do, but, but men don't get fucking self-conscious about it. And it's different because yep. with men, it's like, oh, ho, ho, you got a beer belly. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, it's like a right. cute kind of fun thing. Maybe like the dad bod yeah. is like. Dad bod is like trending. fad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, I it's, fucking love Oh, I bod. love a fucking oh. dad bod.
1: Ugh, I, want Connor, like, I want to wash my laundry on, like, my husband's. No, 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 no. That's oh so gross gosh. to me. I hate chiseled men. <laughs> it's what? uncomfortable. Connor right now is,
2: like, chiseled. And, like, when we FaceTime and he has a shirt off, and I'm like,
1: can you, <laughs> can you go eat some
0: chips? I go, where's the pudge? I know. <laughs> the, like, the pudge to chips? snuggle with is the best thing in the world. Like, they give the best hugs. I don't want to, like, hug a fucking see, brick wall. I think this is such a good example, though, <laughs> that we all want different we things. We all want different things. Exactly. We do. We really
3: do. And Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think that it's such a thing that, like, people, men specifically, if you're going to be in a heteronormative relationship, have been fed this whole, like, oh, you need to find, like, a skinny blonde girl. Right, like, that right. is what they've been fed. Like, here's the American dream of what you you have and you want. And, and that's not true. And I... I talk to a lot of men about body, body positivity as well and where they just don't feel like they fit into the yeah. norm, A, with their own bodies, or they feel – I've had a lot of guys, which really pisses me off um, – be ashamed that they like curvy women. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, fuck that. Oh yeah, yeah. First of all, yeah. and second of all, like you're allowed to like what you like. Just yeah. because your fucking friends don't like curvy girls doesn't mean you can't like. Exactly. Let's let's get out of that mentality. That's harmful. And I love that you're um, talking
1: about men too, because my husband is like, I, I've asked him. I'm like, how do you feel about it? Because we're both going through like a weight loss. I don't want to say a journey, but we're working on like we want to be around for our kiddo, so we're yeah, trying to just right. be healthier. And of course, right. he like you know stopped. Putting as much cream in his coffee, and he's lost like a fuck ton mm-hmm, of weight. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. right. But- Which they
3: have such different metabolisms right. it's than exactly, we do. But like, exactly.
1: I didn't realize that he was like sensitive about how he looked, and like, I think a lot of it. That's another misconception I think that we have is that it's not just women that go through like. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just feel like it's nice to hear somebody that like like you that you're talking to different sexes across the board and just making sure that they feel comfortable with it.
0: I also feel like there's so much to unpack here, but like number one, I would love to remove the image of a body from like, well, it has to be up to a standard for a sexual partner Yeah, Mm -hmm. because that I feel like is what leads a lot of this is like, are you physically attractive? That should not be the first fucking thing that you lead with. Like when you wake Mm -hmm. up in the morning, you get dressed, you shouldn't be like, "Mm, am I sex? enough to attract a partner that's listen we're not fucking like cavemen anymore we don't need to like go out and i mean Carly and I have some stories but like we don't need to just <laughs> go out and like find a, a warm yes, body <laughs> but <laughs> you know I feel like that's the big thing too is we start number one women are sexualized from a much younger age yeah. than men so yes. it starts yes. in a really toxic way that we're like well we like we're you know the whole thing about masks in school right yeah. now where women are like oh you can't make a fucking kid wear a mask because I couldn't wear shorts that were too short or mm-hmm. spaghetti it, straps or whatever bullshit. I was telling. Oh mm-hmm. I got that's I got in trouble so
3: so much, so yeah. much in school. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to wear strapless things. I hate straps in general. I even now <laughs> so Yeah. I don't wear a bra with straps. I wear a strapless bra if I wear a bra at all. Sure. I wear a strapless bra every single day. I don't bra. like straps. So like I, I would wear strapless tops to school yep. and get in trouble. And they'd call my mom and my mom was like, She's wearing clothes. I don't understand. Exactly. What is.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And mother. imagine <laughs> like I remember it now too. Like I think it was middle school, maybe the first time I got like sent home or I needed a fucking cardigan, I had to put sweatpants on. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. exactly, dirty sweatpants
1: from like Veloc. And down here's,
0: the, here's the fucking thing from a, from that young of an age, you are so fucking impressionable. And this is literally the only authority that you know, other than your parents, yeah. telling you that your yep. body is wrong, that you can't be exposed. And, you, need to cover it. and you don't think, oh, it's I'm, it's bad because of sexuality, and the boys are gonna get turned on because number one, I don't fucking care about their no. boners. If they can't handle it, then they need to not be here in the classroom with other human beings. Right. But you think yeah. of it as, oh my god, I'm wrong. My body is wrong. There's something wrong yeah. with my shoulders. Yeah. There's something wrong with my legs. And some of us never fucking get past that ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I still I still like. It's very rare that you'll see me in shorts because I yeah. hate my legs yeah, and I think too. that that stems from I, a lot of like. But see, I look my shorts and my I, I most see nothing gorgeous legs. nothing wrong with you. you so both
2: much. like.
0: Well, no, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but of I mean, us. like the fact that you got.
2: Oh gosh, we could talk about this forever. But I, The fact so that said, like we could, you guys see. You both won't wear shorts because of how yeah. you feel about your legs. But yeah. I look at both of your legs and be like, fuck.
0: See, I'm and again, that's it's, these legs, Megan. it's almost like <laughs> right. it's almost like we all have like a tiny bit of like body dysmorphia yeah. because we've been Seriously. raised to basically say, Well, that's wrong. Your boobs should look like this. You have to look like a Victoria's Secret yeah. cover model, even though they don't look like the Victoria's Secret cover like models. Right. Like, this yeah. idea that was created again, I hate to keep harping on it, but I think they need to be Stupid called old out for it. Man. Old fucking white men yep. because yep. they're yep. the yep. ones yep. that are like, Well, this is what I like. Right. No, 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 fuck that. You know what? Like, if you want to wear whatever the f- if you want to walk around naked personally Let's i'm a put,
1: i'm a person that doesn't care about like nudity we but do like put table linens on the table oh. so i don't get aroused by the ankles of the table an ankle.
3: well it's, i it's,
1: oh go ahead rachel no no no, go. I we're all gonna like we all fired up we've all got the size going on so, so i think too yeah. like, we're all in a very like visual industry and i think that also just like Really compresses on us. Like, what advice do you have for female entrepreneur and and any entrepreneurs really to feel more comfortable like in their own skin being an entrepreneur not kind of, you know, feeling the pressure of like what we're supposed to look like in these industries?
3: Um, my biggest piece of advice is that when you are living in the way that you feel the most comfortable, you're going to attract the clients that are so yes. for fucking you, 100. Yeah, I shaved my head. Okay, so I shaved my head. Okay, the the, the breakup with my ex business partner is what made me shave my head, essentially. So I shaved my I was head. I'm just looking after, at those photos and like wondering right if I might be a lesbian. And I was like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> She's so, like, so I moved home to the US and I I shaved my head like four or five days later and bleached all my hair blonde um and then from blonde I went to pink from pink I went to purple now I'm debating going teal or like emerald but that's a whole (laughs) so like (laughs) so all the things but um when I shaved my head and I have so I have big forearm tattoos I have all this other stuff that is when I started getting the clients that just resonated with me um and that and and specifically and and now that I've moved I don't want to say out of weddings I still shoot weddings but very rarely um now that I've moved into boudoir being myself 100% lets my clients be themselves 100% so that when I'm taking photos of them I'm not manipulating their bodies I'm not doing any of this other stuff I'm posing them for sure and like putting them in these poses that are, you know, absolutely attractive. But these poses are attractive on every single size woman. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. I'm not, I'm not... Uh, you know, narrowing things down or trying to slim or minimize, like I fucking hate the word minimize. Yep. Um, and so when I'm doing those things, like they, and I tell my clients all the time, if I can do this, you can do this. Like my body is different from yours. And that doesn't mean that it's better. Or that doesn't mean that it's worse. Uh, there's very few things that my clients do that I can't do. Like I've had a couple of clients be like, I want to do this like handstand pose, And I was like, girl, you, you do you. Cause I can't do that. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to learn. So the thing is that like I, when I'm 100% being myself with my shaved head, with my purple hair, with my obnoxious tattoos, with my obnoxious fucking mouth and my, my mother would be like, oh my God, you said fuck on a podcast (laughs) like seven times. Um, When I'm being that person, that is who my clients are attracted to. That's the best. And that has brought like being myself unapologetically brought me you. my brought me business hands down yep. more than and anything I, else
1: I feel like you're almost not to like gush over here but I feel like you're almost <laughs> like a healer right mm-hmm. like you have these women that come into you they're fully I mean because you know it is boudoir, it's just it's so personal mm-hmm. and like I, I mean I remember like I, I signed up for one and I was like wait I can't do this that crazy which like is nuts because yeah. I feel like I yeah. would have been like so much more in tune with my body and like been able to see, but I'm also the person that sees photos of me just taken regularly and I'm like do I really
2: look right. like that
3: and but so, I tell people that all the time yeah. this is not this is not like I'm a yes I'm body positive and all of these other things I'm also very skilled in my craft yeah. so like yep. Yep. what I'm doing is like it's an art form hair and makeup are included and in all of this other stuff and I'm yeah. like I want you to feel your best self and yeah, maybe you don't wear makeup every day, or maybe you don't do any of these other things. But like I'm showing you what other people see mm-hmm. shining out of exactly. you, and that's what this is. And it's, a, and it's so, honestly like,
0: confidence. Yeah. Like at the end of it the is, day, it's confidence. Sure, it's people, a little rouge. Sure, it's a hair done, mm-hmm. but
3: it's confidence. And I tell people all the time: this is something that I repeat over and over and over and over again in my boudoir group and all this other stuff. Confidence is a learned skill. It is yep, not yeah. an inherent trait that you are born with or don't have. Like. And a lot of my confidence, like I said earlier, came from, we'll call it ignorance, because like I just was never told that what I was doing wasn't okay. You didn't have to unlearn and relearn, right. basically. <laughs> but that's such a gift, I feel like.
0: I yeah, It is. I was going to say, not to get too woo-woo, but when you said like, when I really stepped into who I wanted to be, that's when I attracted the people. Like mm-hmm. I, I've yeah. heard that so many fucking times. And 100%. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. But it's so true. Yeah. And the thing that I really want to like highlight is I feel like... The one, I mean, the multiple things, but one of the, the things that you have down pat, which is so incredible, is you know what you like, you know what is good, and you, you just lean into it. Where yeah. I feel like a lot of people, they don't even know what they fucking like because mm-hmm. they've been told their entire lives right. you can't wear this because of that, you can't do this because of this. And so your whole life when you are taught. And this is ingrained in you, just like, mm-hmm. hey, you eat three meals a day, you drink water, yep. you can't wear a dress because your ankles are too big. Like, that's just right. a part of your life and your being. Yep. And so people literally have to unlearn all of those terrible behaviors and then and then from there, I almost feel like it's building blocks to say, okay, well, what do I, like, you know, how many times have we gone shopping and been like, oh, I love, like me personally, I know I'm like, I love this dress, but like, mm, it's too bold for me. Or like, oh, I love this like skirt, but I wish it was longer. There's so many things right. that we say to ourselves that, that diminish our spirit and diminish like who we are. Right. And that's a thing that I feel like you have inherently that you basically step out into the world and you're like, guess fucking what? I know, (laughs) not only do I think I know that I'm fucking beautiful, I know that I like this, I know that I don't like that, and you are, like, brave in this fact that you can basically say positively the things that you are absolutely for and against, and I feel like that most people don't, you know, most people just don't know how to do that, even if whether it's your body image or whether it's what you do for a career or whether right. it's what mm-hmm. shows you watch people feel this shame and this guilt and i feel like it's especially especially um terrible in like the bodies like that yeah. just what right. we look like but overall your spirit is one of like kind of a warrior of like no i'm gonna fucking do what i'm gonna do and everybody else is just kind of like but how it's like because you just you know Can I you say like. something to that because, yeah
3: so here's the thing Um, yes, I'm confident about it. Half the time I'm scared shitless. I just do it anyways. Like, there are so many things that, like, I'm like, oh my God, should I wear this? Should I wear this? Should I wear this? The first time I wore a crop top, I was in San Diego. Um, this was, I went out to dinner with my friend, Matt, who I've known my whole life. Um, and we went out to dinner. I wore a pair of high-waisted jeans and a crop top. And I was like, obsessed. and it's because I have a chest piece tattoo that I wanted to show off. And I got it there so that I would wear crop tops. To show off and I was like does this look okay like do I look okay do I do I look fat do I look like this and he was like what (laughs) he literally like didn't even know what I was talking about he was like he's like you look fine what's the issue and I was like well I'm I'm just like showing a lot of skin and he's like and yep I was like Mm -hmm. okay like and, and it's one of those things that like that, just his reaction has stuck with me for so long of like, he yes. didn't even notice anything out of the ordinary. Whereas I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm wearing this to a restaurant. I cannot believe that I'm doing this. Like, but I was like, I'm in San Diego. Nobody knows me here. Like Matt's one of my really good friends. Like if I did look horrible, he would never say anything to me, like all this other stuff. And he's like, you look fine. What's yeah. you issue? Like, well, see that thing too. He
0: makes it like, it's, it's not a big deal
3: right and it's it, but it's a lot of it is doing it scared like I'm yep. scared of a lot of the things that I do I won't say that I'm brave Love in every that. aspect whatsoever I'm scared of a lot of the things that I do and like I panic a lot but like it's all internal and then like right. people are like oh my god you're so confident I'm like, but
0: isn't, isn't that what bravery <laughs> is though is being fucking scared shitless of something and doing it yeah. anyway like yeah. I think that is yeah. the epitome of bravery like I I know any of the terrifying things that I've done in my life have become like these really incredible things but right. you're you go through that scary moment and I think that that what you said about your situation with your friend is is so perfect because there are times when like I'll have a friend that says something like that to me like oh god I just like I oh I look fat in these pants or something I'm like what the fuck are you talking about you look incredible in these pants like and again to everybody else in the world we don't even realize all those insecurities in your brain until you vocalize them but people go around thinking these things every single day. Yeah. I know I'm looking at Linny specifically You're right now. I'm attacking you. At um, but it's true. Like I'm like, staring at you through the phone. She's staring at so you it's too. Fine. I mean, it's, it lit- I remember, I still remember, and I'll probably remember this the rest of my life, when you had talked about how you were like, I don't know, I just feel like, you know, a lot of like planners are like smaller and like clients. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That doesn't true. make any no, sense no. at all. It's not true. It and, it's it, not and true. I will
3: say what you said about us being in a visual industry and yes and so here's the thing Plan is that the people here, who are the best least. the the people who are the best business owners are the ones who show their face yeah and who are yep. present in it exactly. but again it comes back to like literally just owning it like this yeah. is who I am as a person and you don't want your business to be like everybody else do you Lenny oh damn
1: and actually <laughs> I'm actually super proud of like how far I've come I mm-hmm. honestly think it's like sitting Again, I'm getting all woo-woo. Speaking of woo-woo, because of these two hey, ladies right here. I'm, I'm here for it.
3: <laughs>
1: like, you know, kind of overcoming that. And I've worked with my business coach and she's super, you know, she just sent me, um, I can't remember the author's name, but she sent me a, a book that says, my body is not an apology. And oh, I'm working yes. reading it. And like, so she's, that. you know, it's been a big thing that's held me back and it does stem from like. A lot of issues mm-hmm. that we again mm-hmm. a whole other podcast. We literally um, have to
0: like uh, like break ourselves, right. unlearn yeah. all yeah. the shit that we were raised to think is right, yeah. and then start over. But again.
1: I'm finally like, you know what? Cool, I can still work at the more prestigious venues. Mm-hmm. I have yeah. pink
0: hair right now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wear a leopard Great. print. Like, yeah, and you're gonna embrace. I mean, it's yeah. the same way when I was. young. I've always been like on the skinnier side, but I was like dark skin dark hair and like when i moved out to the county it was like who was the popular girl the blonde like super pale or like maybe the brunette but like the whiter you were the closer to a fucking sheet of drywall you were (laughs) the more attractive you were now to be granted granted, this was the fucking 90s and everything was terrible but I remember feeling so fucking horrible about yeah. myself and trying to change myself. Like I was like how like oh Michael Jackson bleached his skin. Tell me about that. How like do I do- right. how do you do- like straightening my hair, getting blonde highlights? Like all these things that I tried to do yeah. because I felt like I was not enough yeah. for culture. And it's like once I finally was like mm- fuck that like I think and I think truly though it wasn't on my own it's because culturally right. we started embracing different types of people you guys people.
1: you obviously if you listen you know Rachel you know that she's like a spitfire I have yes. never seen somebody with so much confidence in my life we went to I think there's just one time I think truth of, I think truth. about this all the time <laughs> you get a drink in this girl and it's all over. Like you just step (laughs) aside and just watch the magic happen. So we had gone to like an industry event Oh god! um, and there was a chef there and (laughs) Rachel was like, I'm going to meet the chef just like didn't even give a shit that we were there for like anything else. She's like, I'm going to get us a table right here so I can talk to the chef. She's like, I like chefs. Obviously I do. I obviously have a thing by the end of the evening. She had fed him. Off of her fork, a meal that he had made for her specifically because she asked for the chef's best. Like,
0: I wanted fried chicken. He made we were at a
1: really nice restaurant. I was like, I really am craving fried chicken. He was like, I got you. And he literally made fried chicken for Rachel Rice and she uh, fed him shocking. a piece of it off of her fork <laughs> while I just sat there and like my thing, my jaw had been on the floor for like three hours.
3: She is. She's so confident and she so knows what she wants. And she right. does it. Yeah, and so- that's the thing is but I'm sure half the time, Rachel, you're like, mm, is this a good idea? I'm just gonna do it anyways. What's I mean exactly. What's the no that could happen they're it, gonna say no and that's exactly, it and then you move
0: on exactly but, i mean every yeah. shot i've ever taken <laughs> it either works out beautifully and i have an amazing story from it or it doesn't and yeah. then it just doesn't become a story yeah but i remember that night being oh like, it becomes damn. a great
3: a great failure story which, uh, excuse me what's the name of your podcast ladies oh, that's there you go <laughs> we don't talk
0: about failures here but i
3: know right mean?
1: perfect no but like i remember being like damn i want to be as cool as rachel and like from
0: that day i was like i'm gonna." Where would I want? And but I'm you know what? Yeah, how I
2: want. I'm I love like... that, and
0: it's also exactly what Carly said. It's almost like that blind confidence of yeah. like, I just don't know any different. Like, this is just who the fuck I am. Yep. I show up, and but this I was is what like, I want. Am
1: I a lesbian? Did I just fall in love with Rachel Rice? <laughs> will she feed me with... some fried Absolutely,
0: chicken? Absolutely, I will. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's interesting because yeah, similarly to Carly, I do have those moments of like just blind confidence, go out and do it, and and a lot of it too, I think, happens in my business too when I'm like, you know, at walkthroughs and I kind of take charge. So I have that but at the same in the same breath I have those really dark moments of depression and self-loathing right. and and same. body negativity and it's crazy because you have these two worlds coexisting together. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about that on the way here today. I was like, man, I wish I was on like one of those, like Rachel Highs, like where I was just like one drink in, and all of a sudden, guess what? Everybody, it's gonna be a party. It's, it's go time. But you it's know, you go time. you can't just manifest it. At no. least I, I we probably have enough bourbon in here to manifest it, but it takes a bit, you know. But it's it's right. but it's not the alcohol. It's the removal oh, no. of the inhibitions, yeah. and I think that's the issue with a lot of people is they have all these inhibitions, these fears, these voices saying that. Shitty little asshole brain, mm-hmm. right? Like what Kristen had said, um, telling you you can't do that. You're you're not smart yeah. enough for that. You're not small enough for that. You're not pretty enough for that. You're not whatever enough. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. you are fucking enough. No matter what you look like, no matter how smart yes, you are, you no are. matter where you fucking come from. <laughs> um, did yes. I see? Like I told you, Carly rubs off on me. It's literally like not even. It's like osmosis through the microphone. That's I love what's it. happening. Yes, yes, um, yes,
3: yes, 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 and
1: more yes.
0: Girl, Harley, you're gonna have to come is... out
1: and do like a a boudoir session. Boudoir. I yeah. can't oh
3: say it god. as we nice should do a video. podcast boudoir session. We um, I'll be
0: there. I'll be there in April. <laughs> Are you? Oh my god, yes. Are you yes. coming to Bali in yeah. January? By the way, did I tell no, you we're going back in January?
3: I, I have I have shoots in January. Yeah. I had to because I had moved most of this year's calendar mm, back. Um, that makes sense. But working, working on some things. I've got some some big big things going Ooh. on and big things coming up. Do so a big thanks. I love um, it. Okay, well, this, this, this. Do, do you guys want my first uh, um, <sighs> public announcement of something? We would be honored. <gasps> oh, okay. It's worldwide okay. exclusive effed up successes. Um, it is, and it is worldwide. Um, I co wrote a self love journal <gasps> with somebody yes, that's being did. published. <laughs> I that's going to be published, and I we're we're aiming for like early November, late October for Girl. Thing.
0: Oh my Congratulations. god! Congratulations! So. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Where is um, it going to be? Well, we'll talk about it later. We'll we'll push it later when it comes out. But I was going to say, where yes. is it available to purchase? More more so for myself. Um, Amazon. And then my goal is have to have
3: yes. it in every Barnes and Noble in the country. Hell yeah! So, you and you know. know
0: what? If it's not, I'll just buy a million copies and I'll put in there myself. Right. <laughs> we'll just drop them Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Guess what? I mean, all the independent bookstores. I'm just going to shove a little copy in there. What's right. the book called? Yeah
3: um I'm not I won't I won't tell that yet because um, right. we we're we're in the po- we're in the process of copywriting so yeah um, so, we're, so we're that's that's our meeting this week is for copywriting yes um girl. but we've we've got a ti- we've got a title and then we've got like a secondary or like working title because our title is one word and then we've got the you know the things underneath um subtitle. but I'm actually really working with um I'll call her a friend now but she was a social acquaintance that I went to middle school and high school with and we mm-hmm. were we were in this in, i mean i went to a really small uh middle school and high school um my graduating class is 85 people so you what? you have to kind of be friends with everybody wow because like that's just how it goes um because there's nobody else <laughs> um so we were of course in like the same circles in that point um and then she hannah reached out to me um oh gosh in April um, in the midst of quarantine and was like I have wow. this idea and she goes the universe keeps telling me it's you that I should work on this yes, with," and I was girl. like let's do it so is so um, she in the same yeah.
0: business as you or no it's different
3: no Hannah is she's an artist oh, um, and but also a biology teacher <laughs>
0: uh, love that <laughs> um, for her
3: and she, she lives in New Zealand um, I'll, I'll throw Hannah's stuff out there she's um, Hannah Witten Art on Instagram and all oh. of that stuff because I know y'all have all my handles but yeah hannah and i have been working on this for um many moons Uh, (laughs) and we've written this entire thing on whatsapp video chat uh and over the last what four and a half months something like that and yeah so we're we're into at the end of our first draft um and then moving into design process all of that other stuff right now so yes girl oh
0: big things big things cannot wait it's gonna be so amazing so excited for that so big big things on the horizon for you
3: big things big things yeah
0: you're such a force of nature you really are i feel like we would (laughs) of course love to share
1: you know with our followers and listeners how people can kind of follow along with your journey can you
3: tell us where people can find you Absolutely. So my business Instagram is at someplace images, um, which I'm honestly horrible about posting on I'm just gonna throw that out there. And my personal Instagram, which is um, baby goat pictures and puppy pictures and travels and baking and body positivity, mostly pictures of me like mostly naked, all of those things that is at Carly someplace. Um, and then I have, um, I guess my like my big community is um, on Facebook. It's Someplace Boudoir and Glamour, and that is my like
0: body positive community. And it's women so, women only or no? Women only. Yes. Perfect. 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 I love it. Oh, girl. Well, shine your light on all of us forevermore, please. Because yes, we Yes. Always. It. I already feel like always. totally energized just from. Just from chatting with you, um, Carly, you are an angel and you are an inspiration, and I personally love you so much, and I'm so happy that we're able to share you with some of our listeners. Um, I feel like we could go on and on and on and on and talk forever, but um, we'll probably wrap it up here just to kind of keep it within a reasonable amount of time. Absolutely. Um, thank you so much for just being you and for coming on the podcast and, and talking thank to us you guys about for everything. Yeah, this is so great, <laughs> Linny. If uh, our listeners. Turn also, also want successes. to find us where can they find us don't, don't fuck it up
1: about so up we're, we're, we're on instagram f.up.successes you growth. can send us messages or emails at f.up.successes at gmail.com we're on facebook but nobody cares um, we're also on YouTube, Drunk Martha. I shouldn't say that we don't care about Facebook. We're we starting do. a Facebook group versus a Facebook page so yes. we can actually interact with our, with
0: our friends. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be like more, I don't want to say more uncensored because we're already kind of uncensored, oh, no. but it's going to be more Definitely. specialty stuff. Room. You're going to see all of our dick pics. Brady Anderson dick pics. Every dick yes. pic we've ever received. Yes. <laughs> we're going to post yeah. the Perfect. picture of the dude and his dick, and we're going to have a rating scale. And then we're going to like, send that like rating scale to his employer. Every I have one never... World had an unsolicited dick pic I've only Never. had a couple honestly I think I I think oh my god I get them all the time oh, <laughs> Car- yeah Carly's Carly's definitely like the, the dick pic queen bat, there yeah. um, I, the mean, di- I, did, I love that put that on my tombstone for a real
3: long time so
0: <laughs> girl I love it I love it so much <laughs> we'll leave you with that everybody alright guys have fun we'll with your, your lives you in a couple weeks <laughs> no unsolicited dick pics but solicited ones are fine Bye.